You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 55. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I am joined over Discord by the Nintendo aficionado, Roro, Roro, we are... Only one month away from new hardware. Whoa, that's that's crazy. I saw a countdown early today. I don't remember how how close we are, but yeah, a month away. That's yeah. whoa, that's insane. We're that's, getting close. We are getting very close. Uh, just as a reminder, everyone, we are still giving away T-shirts to anyone who participates in the live YouTube chat for our episode 50 celebration. So drop a comment in there while we are recording live to get a free T-shirt. And thank you to all those people that are watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube. Just search Podcast PXN and you will find us on there. The topic of the show this week, Roro, is the Spider-Man. No, it is not. That was last week. I forgot to write that out. Anyways, the topic of the show is the uh, PlayStation 5 breakdown that we got a kind of a teardown of the console and, and what's going to what it's going to look like on the inside of the console uh but first the we always start with the bxn news of the week so let's go ahead and jump right in roro we finally have for the first item on the pxn news of the week cyberpunk 2077 has gone gold no more delays yes uh super exciting stuff that it's not getting delayed once more i know we talked about crunch a little bit last week but it's it's great to know that it's ready it's ready to go i'm I'm sure they're still working on bugs and some little behind the scenes thingies but uh for maybe a day one patch that might come but it's awesome that for the most part they've got a disc somewhere that's going to be given out it's really exciting yes it is it's very exciting and like like you were saying like games going gold nowadays doesn't mean like the developers are finished uh it just basically means that we are definitely getting it on that release day now because they're going to start pressing discs and making them and all of that but the developers are going to be working until that launch day to get that day one patch ready as we always have with games but uh I, I don't know if you saw this there was a there was a leaked map uh online of uh night city for cyberpunk that uh it was going around and my gosh it looks freaking gigantic oh no i haven't seen it oh you haven't seen it oh it looks so freaking cool like there's like i expected the game to be large because obviously this is coming from the witcher 3 developers that that map is gigantic but my goodness, one giant city of Night City, it, it looks amazing. And I know, uh, I think like the outside areas, I forget what they're called, Badlands or something like that. Uh, I forget what that's called. You start as, when you start as a, uh, is it Nomad, I think, something like that. You start on the outside outskirts and then you go to the city. Well, I did not realize how big the city is. It yeah. it looks good. Oh. I can't wait. I think I I think I found the uh, the map here. It's yeah. like a is it like a poster sort of? Yes. Somebody, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It looks wow. <laughs> yeah. There's, Very exciting stuff. There's a lot to it. Um. Oh, can't wait. 
Uh, Roro, moving on from that, uh, we have Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered that was announced officially. I think this was rumored uh, last week or two weeks ago, and it is officially announced coming November 6th. Uh, I'm very personally, I'm excited about this just because, uh, and to be clear, this is a remaster of the Xbox 360 and PS3 version of Hot Pursuit, not the like really old, like original Xbox and uh, PS2 versions. Uh, but I'm excited for this because I loved that original Hot Pursuit, and then the one on 360 I, I thought was very good as well. So I am down for this, uh, and the fact that we don't have Forza this this year, uh, especially Forza Horizon, because I love those games, I'm all in for this. Uh, are you? I know you're not as big on racing, but yeah. uh, I don't know if this series has ever piqued your interest. Has Need for Speed ever done anything for you, or it it has in the past? I, I was a really big fan of the underground games uh, back in the day. Um, Hot Pursuit, I haven't had a lot of uh, experience with this trailer. looks awesome. The remastered and all of that looks really cool. Um, I don't know if I'll pick this up right away. This is definitely a game where if I ever pick it up, it'll be further down the line on a sale, PS Plus, something like that. Yeah. But I'm definitely happy for the Need for Seed fans out there like yourself and are getting this remaster and stuff. So I think it's it's good news all around. I saw a lot of people actually echoing kind of what I'm saying, wanting to have underground remastered instead of this. Yeah. But I, I really don't know what you know what the what the fans are saying besides that, I guess. I'm not really into the need for speed fandom, so I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah. But. I have yeah, I've seen the same thing. A lot of people were like, give us underground, give us underground <laughs> two or whatever. It's like, uh I, I love hot pursuit, so I'm fine with it. But yeah, that okay. It definitely there's a lot of people out there that want underground you are not alone in that for sure uh i just love as like in that game you play as like you you play as the cop or you play as like the regular pedestrian yeah. like racing and the cops can like take down the pedestrian it's just so much yeah. fun just to take them cool. down <laughs> yeah so i'm excited uh moving on roro we have a bunch of reviews to go through this week we have three reviews uh to start star wars squadrons has been getting some reviews uh and it has been pretty positive reviews for the most part um i think a lot of people were uh, praising the game's story the story was doing very very well uh i know People were like, oh, this could have been longer, um, but it is. I think it's a cheaper experience. I think it's only $40, if I'm not mistaken, uh, for Squadrons. Yes. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the story alone interests me. Um, so I may pick this up if it's like a quick you know, play because I have so much other stuff to play. But, um, yeah, the story alone kind of makes me interested. Uh, people said, I guess, the dogfighting is really cool as well in, in multiplayer. Um, but what what are your impressions from the reviews we're yeah. getting? I saw similar things that it's getting pretty good reviews. I didn't hear anything about the story too much. I think that's because personally, for me, I'm more interested in, in the multiplayer for this. I, I would love to try the, the different modes that they have. Right now, I don't think that they have too many modes. Yeah. I feel like they have like two or, th or three, even if it, three it might be generous. I'm not sure how many modes they have right now, honestly. Yeah. But I've heard that the... The combat is like really fun it, it takes a while to get used to the different like buttons presses that you have to use i, I heard that to accelerate you have to use the uh 
it's not like R2 as it is in racing games and stuff like that. You have to press the uh, the stick to move forward, or it's it's like more like a flight simulator sort of <laughs> thing than a racing game. And it's it's interesting to see how those kind of controls translate into multiplayer. How there's like a high skill ceiling. So I think that's really fun to play with. So I I haven't got it yet. I am interested in it. Um, don't know how soon I I will pick this up, but it's definitely on my radar. I love Star Wars, and this is. That's good. I'm glad that it's getting good reviews, especially at the price that it's at. That's that's awesome. Yeah, for sure. And you're you're totally right in saying the the uh, gameplay uh, modes are limited in multiplayer. That was one of the big complaints that people yeah. had about the multiplayer, for sure. So maybe later down the line they'll have more yep. modes coming. Hopefully. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um. Roro, moving on to our next reviewed game. Uh, this one, actually, I've been very interested in for a while, which is ironic because, and I know, I think all of us, all three of us have been interested in it, uh, but I, it's ironic for me because I've never really been into Crash Bandicoot that much, but it looks so good, and Crash, Crash Bandicoot 4 has been getting some largely positive reviews yet again, just like Squadrons, so... I, I think this is great news uh, for Crash Bandicoot, especially considering Activision owns the license. I did not expect them to like uh, put a developer on this game and have such a good game come out of it. You know, I, I don't know if that's unfair for me to say to Activision. <laughs> no, not with their history. I don't think so. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it looks like a ton of fun, and I, yeah. I'll definitely pick it up um, and check it out. Uh, what, is there anything that you've seen that you, you know you're like, oh man, that looks awesome about Crash Bandicoot? Or are you? It's just... really what I've been saying since they revealed is just the art style. It's so fresh. Yeah. For even for that series, it always has such a poppy, bold art style. But this one just really stood out to me. I love the character designs. I love the different skins that you could put Crash in. Uh, I forget the sister's name. Coco, I think, is the sister's name. I might be thinking of a different game, but I think Coco is a sister's name. Yeah. Um, and the different skins that you could put them in. I love that. Um, the platforming just looks challenging, but fun at the same time. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely down to pick this up. And Tim Getty's the, the, the. I'm trying to think of a good word, but the man behind bringing back the Bandicoot, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, just said this is the best Crash Bandicoot game, and you know how he feels about those games. So I'm like, that's. Yeah. That's a pretty ringing endorsement, so I'm, I'm excited to, to try it out. And definitely now, like, they brought back the original ones. I, I haven't tried them out yet, but they and then they brought back this one. I can see them making another one after this for sure and continuing the series. I don't know. Yeah. That wasn't something that I ever thought would happen, but I yeah. could definitely see it now. Yeah, totally agree. And it's kind of crazy to think about like two franchises that Activision controls, both Tony Hawk and Crash Bandicoot yeah. returning this year and both having great games like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater uh, remaster the, of one and two was really good as well. So like, I guess we got to give Activision a little bit of credit for once, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's good stuff. Um, moving on, uh, Adeline has posted in the chat, Adeline, if you would like a t-shirt, you let me know, cause I can send one your way. Uh, also, if you have anything to chime in during the show, be sure to post it in the chat and we will read out your comments as well. So moving on, uh, we have super Mario brothers, 35 reviews. 
Uh, Roro, I think you have been playing this. I saw you talking about it on Twitter, uh, I think a few days ago. And uh, what are your thoughts about this so far? I think it's really fun. It's a very interesting take on the Battle Royale genre. Um, I'm sure you know the rules, but I'll just go over it just in case. There's 35 Marios on the screen. You're playing through like a, a short version of a Mario world. And there's a bunch of other people doing the same thing. And every time you kill an enemy, it's sent to a different person's screen. So you could be filled with Goombas and Koopa Troopas on your screen. And you're just trying to survive to be the last one standing. So you're going through these levels, you get the flag, and then all the enemies disappear. And those enemies that you kill head over to someone else's level. But you're facing off against 30, 35 different other players. So it's that's a challenge, just trying to stay alive as longer than everybody else, basically. And it's it's really fun. I'm I'm enjoying it. There's different perks that you could add to your Mario before you start. Like you could start with uh, invincibility, the star, or with a mushroom or fire plants, stuff like that. So there's different, a little bit of strategy to it, but not much. It's just fun, just fun, silly fun with uh, uh, the Mario levels. I think it's really creative, and I really hope that they don't get rid of this. Uh, in March, I think is when they said they were going to get rid of it. I hope they keep it on the. Uh, keep it on the system because I think it's really fun. And I definitely would always hop back into it even from after March, you know? So I think it's really fun. Yeah. I think it has some really cool, like unique ideas. Like, like you were saying, like the fact that when you take out your enemies and it goes into populates into (laughs) other worlds, like that's so cool. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't expect them to take a game as simple as Mario and, turn it so that it's so different now in 2020 than it was when it came out back in whatever 1980 or whatever or 90 i don't even know what year it came out but uh the fact that it's so different with the same game is so cool to me that i don't know they they've done some very interesting experimental type games and uh you have to actually applaud them for that um so and they're kind of doing that with the whole uh, the whole Mario Kart uh, VR experience, or not VR, AR, AR. experience. Yeah. yeah. And, like, that looks super cool, but my only problem with that is is I got to find people to actually, you know, <laughs> buy that with me so that we can actually play it. Um, but, yeah. Nintendo's doing some interesting things, for sure. Um, Roro, moving on from there, uh, we have more Nintendo news. Steve from Minecraft is the next character that is coming to Smash Ultimate. What? That's crazy. Uh, yeah. So uh, apparently they've been trying to get Steve in uh, Smash for like multiple years, apparently. Uh, and not necessarily just Smash Ultimate. They said that they've tried to get him in the past and they weren't able to ever you know, get him. Uh, but they finally got him on there, and uh, he has some alts as well. Like Smash Ultimate, it has like those twist characters. I forget what they call that. Um, but they have the uh, zombie. They have that exp- the creeper that explodes the zombie, and I think they had one more. I can't remember what the other one is. Um, I think it's like the girl version of Steve. I don't remember her name. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I think that's that's an interesting addition for uh, Smash. It's definitely uh, original. Uh, I, I'm interested to see how he plays with the other characters. Uh, if he has like some kind of building mechanics that kind of help defend him and 
And I feel like there, it's going to have some similarities too. Like the TNT could act like a bomb, like Zelda or like Link. I almost I just called Link Zelda. <laughs> like Link has, like Link has the bomb. TNT could be like that. So there's some cool um, parallels that could be drawn. Uh, what what excites you the most about Steve Ferrero? Just the fact that he's in the game. I I feel like he's. It, it was. I was shocked at first. I was like, Am I watching the right video? Am I? Am I on Nintendo right now? Is this real? Yeah. I feel like this is one of the characters that people have asked for but don't really expect him to, to actually put him in. I feel like people just say this as a meme sometimes and they actually put him in the game. I think it's awesome that he's there. I, I feel like some people are a little bit upset about it, but I, I think majority of the people that play the game, uh, kids that play the game are over the moon with this, <laughs> Steve being in, in uh, Smash Bros. I think it's awesome. And uh, yeah, I, I don't know who else. They still have characters to reveal. So like, it's yeah. cool to see that this was one of the characters and I'm excited to see who else they have coming. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I, I, I don't even, I'm at a loss of words. Like <laughs> who else are they going to get in this game? Like there's so many characters. Like when you include the alternate characters, there's like well over a hundred characters in this game. I don't know how you balance that in a game. Yes, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm still holding up hope for for Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Ooh. I would re- love him to to join that cast. I feel like that's another character that people always ask for, but don't really expect him to be put into the game. But if Steve got put into the game, yeah, I, I think Sora can make it, guys. He could do it. Yeah, anybody can at this point. Yeah. Master Chief might even make an appearance. Ro- it's, it's possible. <laughs> yeah. It's possible. <laughs> moving on Roro uh, Super Mario World is opening in Universal Japan in spring of 2021 officially now uh, I've seen the biggest actually the biggest news that I get from this is from Jeff Keighley's Twitter account he tweets about <laughs> Super Mario World at, at Universal Japan more than anyone I've ever seen uh, I think he's he's very excited for that to uh, yeah. officially open, and I guess once COVID dies down, because uh, it's a little crazy, um, I think he's excited to check that out. And it, it looks super cool. Like the visual style of that land there just looks so much like Super Mario. It looks so cool. Uh, what I guess what was your biggest take from this, Roro? What what are you most excited to see from this? Um, I'm I'm just really excited to go there someday. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. Uh, everything that I saw just looked like a dream that I would have when I was a kid. <laughs> like, <laughs> like literally when I was sleeping, this is something that I would dream up. Like I wish I could. This was a real place, sort of thing. And it's it's real. Like I can't I can't imagine going there myself at the age of. 23 i can't imagine kids going here and just seeing this just i don't know like a uh the mushroom kingdom literally in real life it, it looks so cool yeah. i saw there was another there was a, in, illustrations that they put up on nintendo of america that look really great and i can totally see how that could be translated to to real life it's it's weird because when you see these illustrations you're like there's no way it's going to look exactly like that but i can i can see certain there's certain things that obviously there's not going to, well, they might, they might have Goombas walking around. It's possible. Yeah. Now that I think about it, but um, yeah, all of this looks amazing. The, there's like a pharmacy where they're selling 
sweets and desserts and stuff like that. It just it looks so awesome. It's yeah. so awesome. I went to uh, Universal Studios with my girlfriend a few years ago, and we liked it more than Disney World. Yeah. So I feel like Universal is the way to go. I, I'm really excited to to hopefully go here someday. Yeah, that's it looks awesome. That is cool. And if you're a bigger fan of like those properties, then obviously, yeah, you, yeah, you'll probably get a kick out of Universal uh, for sure. And I feel like Universal has a bigger variety of you know things that you see when you go to yes. disney world you're kind of just you're seeing that disney picture so to speak um so it's a lot yeah. more worlds in universal i find yeah i agree yeah. uh and i see your girlfriend in the chat uh <laughs> out, oh my gosh universal is awesome so she agrees yes. with you so that's that's plus one in your book roro yes. <laughs> yes. uh Wait a minute. I have one question. So if they do have Goombas in Universal uh, Japan, if you, like, jump on them, do they, like, import into <laughs> Super Mario 35? Is that how, yeah. is that, how I, that works? That better be how it works. <laughs> yeah. It's so uh, cool. Yeah. Well, that is funny. I can't wait. I can't wait until this is just... Even, even videos. I'd be happy to watch people go record a nice long video and just watch it on YouTube, honestly. I just, I just want it to exist. I agree. Uh, moving on, Roro, uh, we have this final uh, sort of Nintendo news, uh, which I don't know if you saw this or not, but Jeff Keighley, uh, had, he's, each week he's been doing a Zoom session, inviting fans into a Zoom session to uh, chat about the Game Awards and like what their plans are and uh, you know, Q&A with him and asking him questions. And each week he's been bringing on a special guest. So, uh, each week he's done this, I've sent an email, like trying to get into this, uh, just cause I want, I think it would be cool to get in. So this last one, I got into it at just sent me an email with a zoom link. So, uh, it was at four, four o'clock on Sunday. Of course, I'm a huge football fan and the, the Colts are my favorite team. They were supposed to play at one o'clock on Sunday they got pushed back to 425 because of COVID. Uh, one of the other teams couldn't play at 425, so that it got pushed back. So I was like, I'm literally going to be on a Zoom call with Jeff Keeley and a bunch of other people while I'm watching a Colts game, which is an awful idea because <laughs> if you've ever seen me during a Colts game, it's very, uh, very overdramatic. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was a bad idea, but I did it. <laughs> Uh, and his special guest host or guest was uh, Reggie Fizame from Nintendo, which was super super cool. Um, I ended up deciding so you have to essentially you have to raise your hand virtually in the uh, Zoom application in order for them to approve your video and your audio. So I didn't do that because I was like. I'm watching the Colts game. I'm going to probably yes. lose my mind a few times. I don't want that being broadcast, so I didn't even do that. So I just watched the whole thing, but it was super, super cool to just watch everything. And uh, there was like f four or five fans that got to ask Reggie questions, which was oh, super cool. cool. Yeah, and uh, and they got to interact with them. And it was really awesome. And I definitely recommend anyone who wants to, you know, get an insight into like what Jeff Keeley's world is like, uh, to, to sign up for those. He, 
he usually puts a tweet out middle of the week to, and says like, uh, post what the game awards means to you in an email and he'll um, reach out if he chooses you to, to join or whatever. So that's awesome. Yeah. Definitely going to keep my eye out for that. Yes. That's awesome. I saw him on, we have cool friends on kind of funny. I watched that this week. Mm-hmm. He's such a cool dude. I'm so excited for the game awards this year. Yes. Just, Oh man. Yeah. It, I'm excited as well. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff actually delivered last year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he didn't overhype it, which is key. Yeah. Um, moving on, Roro. Uh, there's been a lot of people talking about Watch Dogs Legion, which has gotten a, a little bit of a preview. And I've been seeing a lot of people uh, praising the play as anyone mechanic, where you can play uh, as literally any character, any NPC, and everything in that game world. And a lot of people are comparing it to uh, the Nemesis system from uh, from Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War, uh, the Lord of the Rings games, and saying like this is the 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 next big you know video game mechanic since then. Um, I feel like that mechanic didn't really take off as much as I th- I think a lot of people thought it would. But uh, this, I'm I'm excited about Watch Dogs Legion just because of this reason. Like this looks super interesting. Like how do they create a story with all these characters that you can choose yourself? Like I'm very intrigued. Uh, yeah. What What do you think about that? Yeah, I think I'm glad that it's it's previewing well because that was definitely a thing that I was optimistic about, but I also a little <laughs> like worried about it at the same time. I was like, this is such a cool idea, but is it going to work? So I'm glad that it is uh, previewing well, that people are saying that it is working. Um, I think recently they did their last, well, I don't know if it's their last, but their most recent story trailer dropped, I think, earlier this week. And it got me more hyped for it. Like, I was already excited. I, I loved Watch Dogs 2, Watch Dogs 1. I, I don't like to talk about but Watch Dogs 2 I, I loved. And I'm excited for, for more from the series. And the, the story trailer got me more excited so um, um I, I was i forgot that it was at the end of this month i, I don't know why it's later than that but it's it's yeah. soon so i'm i'm excited very excited yeah it, it's creeping up on us quick yeah it's gonna be it's coming right before the new consoles yeah. so it's gonna be a little bit hectic if uh yeah. if we're playing that and then we're like oh no the new consoles come out next week uh yeah. so yeah i'm on i'm in the same boat with you there uh moving on uh fall guys season two roro is arriving tomorrow ah yes we are so excited uh i think it's been a long time actually since i played fall guys uh i've been busy playing everything else under the sun but uh i think it might be time to go back to fall guys tomorrow roro what do you think yeah, I'm same boat as well. It's been a while since I've I've uh, played Fall Guys. Um, I definitely think I will jump in, check out the new maps, see if there's any new modes, skins, costumes, all that kind of stuff. See if it sticks again. Um, but I'm definitely planning to jump back in for season two. I don't know how long I'll stick around, but um, I'm definitely um, interested to see what is new. So I'm glad that it's still going strong. I hope the community is still strong and still doing well because I think they, they again, they started really strong. It, it took Twitter by storm, the gaming community by storm. And, but for me personally, I don't know if this is for the general gaming community, but I, I fell off uh, 
pretty hard. So I'm yeah. excited to jump back into season two and see if it sticks again. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I think the main thing there is like we're just getting new areas and new costumes and stuff like that. So uh, I'm definitely down to check out some new areas and what new things they have to offer. For sure. For sure. Uh, Roro, we have Ghost of Tsushima getting a ton of new content coming October 16th, which is next week. Uh, that is including Roro, their co op mode. Uh, new game plus, uh, custom gear loadouts, new cosmetics, more trophies, and spirit dogs. Let's go! Yeah. What? Yes. What uh, the spirit dogs do? <laughs> I'm not sure. I think it's like companions. I don't think don't it. Know. I don't know if they do anything. I didn't really read up on it too much, but uh, it looks like just That's like cool. a companion. Maybe I don't know. Um, I'm down. If if you're not down for dogs, then I don't know. You're exactly. you're not That's human. True. Yeah. <laughs> so. um, I'm definitely down for this. Yeah. I, I I'm still playing Ghost of Tsushima. I haven't beat it yet, so New Game Plus is a little far a ways away for me. Yeah. But everything else is awesome. I can't wait to try the co-op mode and the raid and all that stuff later. Um, but yeah, and all the customization options as well. There's supposed to be a new merchant in the game that allows you to get some new costumes. So hmm. that's I'm, I'm, that's another huge part of the game that I, I do. Like for every, every single cutscene, I, I, I was like, what should I wear for this cutscene before I start this mission? What should I wear? <laughs> I always try to make uh, my character look super cool. But um, yeah, I, I'm so happy that they still that they're still supporting this game and I and that and for free. All of this is. This DLC is not going to cost us anything, so I, 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 that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Roro, it's disappointing to hear that you're not close to the new game plus because I'm I'm right around the corner, Roro. Really? I'm, I'm almost there. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm okay. still I'm still only two hours. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm oh, right around the corner. Gotta yeah, play it. It's I know. So good. I gotta go back to. I, it. I don't think I'm anywhere near a new game plus yet either. So I've further along it's it's a yeah. chunky game yeah it's a chunky game yeah at this point I'm, i feel like i'm doomed at this point <laughs> i mean i'm trying there's so much to play it's too much yeah i know yeah i feel like i got into it pretty late too now now like you said we're close to the consoles launching watchdogs 2 is here this game came out in june or july i think yeah. and i'm now playing it so who knows if i'll even finish it yeah for sure uh moving on to our final news story roro there are some trophy changes that are coming for playstation 5 and actually briefly they had i think they took this down now but briefly they had a description up that said that essentially ps5 trophies would have tracking so uh you could track like this the progress of the trophies so like you know if you have to kill 100 enemies or whatever it would track you know how much of that you've completed which is, let me just say, that's a phenomenal thing to add. Uh, I think Microsoft added that to achievements like two years ago, something like yeah. that. And it's I was going to say, I yeah. think I've seen that on Xbox's side before. Yeah, and it's immensely useful, like yeah. especially for like tracking stuff like that, because you're like, man, how close am I? Am I like five away or like three hundred away? And yeah. so yeah. That's that's a really good quality improvement for trophies. Um, was there was there another change besides that? Uh, that's the only one I remember off the top of my head. Uh, so 
Besides that tracking thing, tonight on PS4, I think the levels are changing. So oh. it, they're sort of, I think if you're, it's going to be a bigger range. So if you're level 12 to 15, they said you're going to be in double digits now. So they're, they're doing like, they're changing how much a trophy is worth, basically. They're doing a, a 1 to 99 scale. So bronze trophies cost this much, 1 to 10 maybe. And it's it's a it's a different system that they're using basically to for the leveling up system of how the trophy levels work. So right now I'm level thirteen. Later tonight when the update goes live, I might be level two hundred and fifty four or something. Oh Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> wow. So I, I don't know exactly how the but apparently if in your if you're in that range, you're going to be in the triple digits. Hmm. But yeah, I'm I'm excited. I, I think it's just a. A first step, as you're saying, with the PS5 tracking, we're just getting into that mode now. Yeah. This is what it's going to look like on PS5. I'm going yeah. to start it right now on PS4, and you know, just test the waters for sure. Yeah, and kind of so it supports backwards compatibility, yes. so you don't have that issue. So yeah, yeah. awesome. Um, Roro, we are moving into the games we are playing, and I actually have a new game that I haven't talked about before. So phasmophobia let me just say that correctly phasmophobia i've been playing on pc uh one of my friends he had another buddy that was playing it and he kind of convinced us to get it and play it i think it's like 15 bucks or something like that on steam uh it is a very very interesting game it's very creepy uh it's in early access right now on steam so it's not fully released or anything like that yet but uh essentially what it is is it's this ghost game where you uh start in this truck and you kind of sort of like counter-strike you get like a budget um of cash given to you and you buy items uh for your your expedition so to speak um and you can buy stuff like flashlights and uh uv lights and uh uh there's there's like uh uh weird stuff like ouija boards uh <laughs> yeah it gets really weird but uh yeah there's all these items that you can purchase and then you go bring into your the house with you uh and when i say purchase i mean this is all in game currency right. not real currency and uh so you go in the house as a squad and it's even cooler if you're not in Discord or anything. You're just in in-game chat because you talk, like, over radios, so it sounds even creepier. Like, <laughs> hello. Uh, it's just super. It's like a walkie-talkie sort of sounds. Yes, yeah. Um, but you go in the house, and essentially your job is to find uh, the ghost that's in the house. So the, you give the you get these, you know, uh, basic things like the, the ghost's name and like some some background information on the ghost. And so you go in, uh, you can talk in game or you can talk over your radio. If you talk in game or uh, yeah, in game, you're like speaking out loud, essentially. So like you speak out loud in the world and the game has voice recognition software that it recognizes what you're saying and then like uses that to like determine like what the ghost would do in that situation so like you can say like uh if the ghost name's like barbara or whatever you can say uh hey barbara can you give us a sign and then she'll like do something yeah it's yes it is very cool uh and it's it gets very deep there's a lot of things you can do with it but uh essentially you're trying to figure out what type of ghost that ghost is um by doing different things with it 
Uh, there's multiple different ghosts and you plug in uh, three clues into your journal. And when you plug in the three clues, it tells you what type of ghost it is. If you get the right type of ghost, you'll get a big bonus of money uh, at the end of the mission so that you can use that money to buy more items for the more difficult areas uh, and larger areas. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it is a lot of fun. Uh, and actually, it has a VR mode as well that I haven't checked out yet, but I really want to check it out in VR. <laughs> I think it would be super cool in VR. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's very, very interesting. That does sound pretty cool. I would check it out, but it's a scary game. Yeah. I think I'm going to watch some YouTube videos about it and then say that I played it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, man. I'm definitely going to check it out, though. The YouTube videos, I mean, and then see, maybe, am I, am I brave enough to try this? Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll determine, determine it, how scared I get through the YouTube videos and see. Yeah. But, yeah, that sounds awesome. I, I would love to try that if I wasn't a scaredy cat. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, what I've been playing, I have been playing Among Us, actually. Mm. I gave it another try. The first time I tried it, I, I didn't really, I don't think I gave it a fair shake. I, I, I understand why it was, what it was, why it's taking over the gaming space and why it's so popular. But when I tried it the first time, it wasn't on voice chat. It wasn't with uh, people that I knew. It was with just random people. And I, and I, I got it, but... I didn't get the full experience until recently when I actually joined a group of buddies who were playing and it's a completely different experience than just texting in the chat and actually using your voice to try and convince somebody that you're not the imposter. Yes. And it's, oh, it's, it's so much fun <laughs> to, to lie or to, to try and convince somebody that I am actually not the imposter guys. <laughs> I know it looks suspicious what I just did, but I didn't do it. Yeah. And oh man, it's, it's a lot of fun to, it's a lot of fun. Like I see, I I get it now. I actually get it now. Why it's it's the zeitgeist that it is and taking over everybody's uh, time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've been enjoying my time with that. Um, and also, I've been playing Hades as well. Ooh. And that is a, a really good game. A game that also been taking over the gaming space and people have been raving about. And now that I can say, I I totally get it as well. <laughs> I totally get it. And. <laughs> As a someone who doesn't play roguelikes a lot, this is something that I found that I can. It's very digestible. I didn't have to spend too much time learning the ropes. There's definitely a lot there. That there's a lot of builds and different weapons and different perks that you can learn about. Yeah. But it doesn't take long to to pick up. I think the first as soon as you start playing, you're already playing a level. Like there's no introduction. You're just wow. already on a on a on your way to go, and I think you could beat the game the first time if you wanted to, if you were, if you were that good. Oh wow! But um, I'm not that good, so I I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's lots of fun. The combat is amazing. The story is something that you don't really get in roguelikes. It's really good. The story is fantastic, and the art is beautiful. If you haven't played it, definitely check it out. Wow! And yeah, that's that's what I've been playing. I downloaded Ori, by the way. I know I I was. So I did download it on Game Pass. Nice. I got a little bit further, but I just I got distracted by Hades. So hey. I definitely have to come back to it. Hey, that's a first step. Ori yeah. downloaded. That's that's a first step. And you know what? After you finish Ori, Outer Worlds. Outer Worlds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, it's actually funny you said Among Us because I played that over the weekend as well, and. Uh, I played a match. Well, actually, I played a few matches, 
the people were playing like differently. They were playing uh, like where essentially you were just trying to murder everyone as quickly as yes. possible. I played that mode too. Yeah. yeah. And so like I was playing that mode and I didn't understand I was playing that mode <laughs> and I died literally 10 times in a row. I died the first, I was the first to die every time because I kept going to the top right thinking I was <laughs> safe. I'm like, why do I keep getting targeted? And then finally, I got the the uh, the whatchamacallit, the person, the killer, the next round, and I just murdered everyone. I was like, I'm done with this. I'm murdering you all. So, yeah, that's funny. Oh gosh, that's a fun mode to, to play, though. Yeah. Uh, moving on, Roro, into the topic of the show. Uh, first up here, um, we are going to go over uh, kind of the breakdown of the PS5. Uh, there was some teardowns revealed, uh, I believe, on PlayStation's Japanese uh, uh, Twitter account and you know page. Um, and they had a long video kind of pulling apart every piece and component of the PS5, and we learned some new things with that as well. Um, the first thing we learned, Japanese players will now use X instead of O as their confirm button for PlayStation 5, which is interesting because I didn't even know that that was a thing, like that they used O as the confirm button before. Uh, that seems very weird to me. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure X is weird to them now too. Yeah, fair point. And it's kind of similar to Nintendo because like Nintendo has like the A and B buttons, but I think don't you use like B to confirm or you use A to confirm, but it's in like a different placement than it is on. Yes. Yeah, it, it is a, but it isn't in a weird spot. So sometimes you click B thinking you're clicking a because yeah. they put it in a weird spot because they're so, so used to a being the bottom one. Yes. And uh, it's, it's not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just, I guess it's different how Japanese um, players yeah. have always played their games. So. so in that way, Nintendo is a Japanese company too. So A being where Circle is for PlayStation kind of makes kind of makes sense. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, but mm-hmm. it is confusing for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I pressed confirm. No, you pressed O. Yeah, that's yeah. confirm. Like, what? No. Huh? Yeah, that would be confusing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess they're trying to streamline that for PlayStation Five, which makes sense. Um, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Japanese uh, gamers out there that are going to be very, very confused on launch day that don't see this news. So, um, yeah, I'm sure they'll figure it out. So. Definitely, definitely. Uh, Roro, moving to the next uh, item here. I thought this was interesting because at my first reaction to this was not positive until i learned like the actual facts of it so this is where you know when we talked about many like a month or two months ago about facts and halo infinite and people saying incorrect information i almost did that on this podcast until i did more research into this so the the expansion uh for mvme the mvme is just a type of ssd that's being used for playstation 5 and xbox series x so they showed off the nvme slot for the place playstation 5 i thought originally that that slot was going to be the 
820 gigabyte um, SSD that would be in the console, that that slot would have to be replaced uh, with a, a bigger bigger one, essentially, if you want a bigger one. So similar to how the PS4 is set up now. Like if you want to if you want to swap out your hard drive for PS4, you have to take out your current one and replace it. Not you're not adding to it, if that makes sense. Um, and I originally thought that they were saying this slot was for the internal drive and you would have to replace that 825 gig or 820 gig uh ssd with whatever one you wanted but i've since learned that that's not true that the ssd that's built on the playstation 5 is actually soldered directly to the motherboard on ps5 so that memory is already it's baked into the machine so that's already on there so this slot essentially allows you to expand your SSD to however big of an SSD you buy. Um, obviously, it's gonna Sony has to approve what SSDs are going to work and be fast enough to be on par with the internal one. But I think this is very good news for PlayStation gamers because uh, you can essentially go and get a sony approved ssd and just plug it in and you instantly get a bunch more memory um which is great uh and with it being more of a standard um ssd rather than the proprietary that xbox is using it may bring prices down uh quicker as well um for those expansions so i'm sure that was a mouthful for people who are out listening that don't know like a whole lot about that stuff but essentially this just means you can have more storage space on your playstation 5 um which is good news very good yes so yeah i like just having the usb option like uh like microsoft though just yeah popping that bad boy in yeah but uh this is absolutely obviously good news that you don't have to remove too much just add add stuff onto it so that that is good news yeah and there's rumors that the uh, Samsung just released a new SSD not that long ago that has similar speeds to the PS5. And there's rumors that that's going to be like one of the first ones that Sony approves for it. Um, and the one terabyte version of that Samsung drive is $230. So it's about on par with what the Xbox card is. The one terabyte Xbox card is 220 so within $10 of each other, that's just how much those the speed of those SSDs cost right now. Um, but I do suspect that I think the Sony, or I think the SSDs that work on uh, PS5 will go down quicker than the Xbox ones because the Xbox ones are proprietary and the Sony ones are, you know, they just have to be approved by Sony. They're used in PCs as well. So um, yeah. yeah, all around, I think it'll be good news um roro moving on from there they talked about the uh internal like heat dispensation so there's a huge fan in the ps5 which i'd say we kind of already knew because of how big the console is but it is apparently very quiet which is very good news uh and it has a huge uh heat sink as well which is also very good keeps the cooling way down on the console uh, so it does seem like they over um, overdeveloped it to make sure that this console isn't going to overheat, which is great news. And it's always good news when you don't have a PlayStation 4 that sounds like it's ready for liftoff every time you play a game like mine is. So 
yeah what i guess what what are you most looking forward to there is it the quiet aspect or the fact that you know the heat is going to stay out i don't know i i think the quiet aspect is is great i i know uh for me i don't have the best streaming setup so stuff like that i with my laptop if i'm ever to stream my laptop sounds like it's going to lift off for sure and my playstation i haven't had that issue with my playstation yet actually i see a lot of people criticizing the sound that it makes and i know it's real absolutely there's yeah. way too many people saying that that happens for it not to be real so I'm, I'm glad to know that this is happening but that's more of a the plus side for me that it's going to be quieter if i'm ever to stream a game it won't be picked up on my mic yeah. <laughs> that's great yeah, it sounds like some like monster is breathing behind me so yeah, I, I, I like that, that it's there. Um, I'm sure we'll talk about it continuing on, but this thing is is big. It's a, it's a big yes. it's a big system. I mean, both of them are, but this one is yeah very big. <laughs> yeah, I think Ryan McCaffrey from IGN, he posted a, a, a Twitter post because he has an Xbox Series X at home, and he pulled out a tape measure because they released the official size of the PS5 now, and he held it up. I was like, oh, my God, I didn't realize the PS5 was that much taller <laughs> than the the xbox series x um which i think it's kind of we can kind of lead this into our next thing here that i I have and we can also talk about the general sizing of the consoles but i think that it's very interesting that sony and microsoft have two completely different approaches to the designs of their consoles like the xbox series x looks super super out of place horizontal like it looks awful horizontal (laughs) i i wouldn't recommend anybody to lay it down i mean i guess if you don't care what it looks like lay it down but i saw a picture where the stand is that i don't even know if that's removable no the bottom it's not yeah yeah so when it's on its side it doesn't look too hot you're right yeah (laughs) And and at least the PS5, uh, so that's kind of what the next thing is. With the PS5, you can do vertical or horizontal, and it has a stand as well. But when it's in the vertical orientation, it has a screw that goes into the console to hold it in place, obviously, because it, when it's standing up, it's a little bit more uneasy, so to speak. So it has a screw to hold it in place. And then when you want to lay it down, you take the screw out and it has like a slot that you can hide the screw in. And, and it even they even went to the, the extent of have, including a little circle dot that covers the screw hole on the, the console that they showed. And then you lay the um, the stand on on your table or whatever, and then the the PS5 just lays down on the stand. It, it doesn't attach at all horizontally. Um, but the PS5 is definitely a much more attractive console laying horizontally than the Xbox Series X is. Um, yeah. And I think personally, that's how I'm gonna have mine set up. I'm gonna have my PS5 horizontal, and then the Series X on top vertically because that. I mean, it just looks better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What What do you think about their sizes and such, their designs? Yeah, I I think they're. I think everybody is saying this, but I I feel like there are PCs because they are getting to the power the power of gaming PCs now. The stuff that's being put inside of it is getting to start to rival some of the best PCs that gaming PCs that are out there. So I I understand the for the size. It's just accommodating that into my current entertainment area, which honestly I don't really have. So I don't know where I'm going to be putting some of this stuff. So um, that's going to be interesting to, to figure out whenever I do get uh, 
my hands on these consoles. But I, I think for the most part, as I said, I don't really have a, a, a dedicated entertainment space. I just have my Switch yeah. <laughs> on the ground here next to my, my desk and my monitor and all that stuff. So I don't really care about the, the looks of it right now. I definitely want to get to that point where I have a nice little gaming area and figure all that stuff out. But um, I think my stuff is going to be uh, horizontal. It's going to be flat um, because I don't have... I just don't think it'll look that good standing up for, or I don't have the room to have that underneath my desk like that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, all, all this, the, the stuff about it not heating up and being quiet, it's, it's great for my current setup because it's not a lot of room. So no. don't want things catching fire and yeah. making noise and all that stuff. Yeah. So it's and yeah, that's, that's super important. Like if you have your console, vertically and it somehow fits with either of these consoles make sure you have enough room above it because if you don't that thing is going to overheat and it'll yeah it'll be bad you don't want to ruin your 500 hundred dollar console on day one because you put it put you stuffed it in there so it barely fits in there you know um yeah so that's important for people out there make sure you don't do that so yeah uh roro the uh final thing i i had written down for this we can talk about anything else that you can think of as well uh but there are custom uh side pieces on the console so essentially the white um plastic uh sides of the ps5 console those are able to be removed like very easily um so that's very interesting because i feel like that could be like a xbox 360 faceplate type situation Mm -hmm. where you can have custom uh sides to your console which i think is super cool uh without having to buy a special edition console which uh, that's awesome like i know i've bought so many special edition consoles just because i love the arts art on the on the system itself uh and this kind of gets around that um what what would you want to see? What would what would be your go-to uh, to see a, a, from a custom like side plate on your PS5? Definitely some Spider-Man stuff. I've seen a lot of fan art on Twitter, actually, of mock-ups of Miles Morales uh, PS5s, and they look really good. I think the artist is actually uh, Pope, Xbox Pope or oh, something yes. like that. Yes. Yeah, he does some really cool Xbox designs, but he did. Uh, I think he did a Miles Morales PS PS Five one once as well. It looked mm-hmm. fantastic. Of course, a Last of Us one. I would love to see as well. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm so happy that this is a thing. I was going to bring up the Xbox sixty thing too. I, I loved when they did that, and I I think this is so much better as well. You can just send off the plate to some amazing artist, and they could give it back to you without having to buy another system. You could still have. A, a, a cool custom made system without having to purchase see an expensive one and that's a good point because i wasn't a huge fan of the 360 faceplates just because like if you replace the faceplate then you still have the rest of the console that is like one solid color and it just looked it always looked goofy to me i never got faceplates for that reason um and it just i don't know it just seemed goofy to me but yeah. this like this is almost the entire console cuz you just have the black strip in the middle and 
I feel like they, they could have so many cool designs. And like you just said, you could ship the pieces off to like an artist or like somebody. Yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure the system would work fine without those pieces. You, you probably don't want to play that, that way too long. Cause you'll get like dust and stuff in there, but uh, it's, it's usable. So yeah, I think that would be f- very interesting if somebody, you know, did that for people. I don't know. Ship ship your pieces out to them and they do a cool design. I don't know. Cool. Yeah, that would be awesome. I, I, I think I'm, I'm sure people are already thinking about that stuff. Some, some artists out there are like, well, custom yeah. face plates, you say. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that looks cool. Uh, anything else Rora, that you saw for the PS5 uh, kind of breakdown? Uh, you know? Um, nothing else that I saw. Um, still very excited for to pick these things up eventually yeah. um next gen as we were saying at the beginning of the show so close so, so close i could almost taste it so yeah this just gets me more excited i am re- i really want to see ui next we saw the console i love to see what the menu looks like if we've seen that i totally missed it but that's what i want to see next yeah no i i think that's the lo- kind of the last piece we're yeah. waiting on for ps5 um because obviously we already know that the xbox one's going to be because it's the same as xbox one's <laughs> ui so um yeah it'll be interesting uh i'm sure i'm sure it'll have similarities to the ps4 um design uh of the interface but uh yeah It'll be interesting to see what little nooks and crannies they kind of pack in there and hide in there. Um, yeah. So I'm sure they'll have some new original things in there. So, all right. Well, we're excited. Next gen. Very, very <laughs> close. All right. Uh, thank you again to everyone joining us both live on YouTube and on podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you, Roro. I am Daniel. This has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Much love and keep on gaming. See ya.